Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to yet another edition of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks. I'm your host, Monica McNutt, and today we're going to mix it up. If you're just watching basketball that's sort of mainstream, college, high school, or pros, you might not know about our guests today because their company, Overtime, is making big waves on the high school basketball scene on both the men's and women's side. Today, we're going to be joined by Overtime Larry and Overtime Chloe. Larry's been with the company since its inception, and Chloe just recently came aboard a little less than a year to put her stamp on Overtime Women's Basketball. So I can't wait to jump into this conversation about what their company is doing, the high school landscape, and how those two fell in love with the game of ball themselves. This conversation is going to have energy off the charts. Darlene, let's run it. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks is hosted by a former Georgetown Hoyer who likes nothing better than a well-executed fade screen and thinks DC ballers are the smartest. A lover of threes in transition, Monica McNutt. All right, guys, the time is now. Doing something different on Buckets, Boards, and Blocks. We're here in Vegas at the Summer Throne House for overtime, and I am joined by two of the front-facing people, the premier talent behind the brand. Overtime Larry and Overtime Chloe. Guys, thanks for joining me. Of course. You had to pull up. All right, so here's the deal. I'm familiar with Overtime, obviously, because I'm extended family. But Larry, you've been with the company since its inception. What is Overtime? Um, so I describe it to everyone as like the next generation ESPN. So we create content around the next generation athletes. When I mean my dad, is like the biggest stars in high school and like in youth sports. And we create short and long form content around them. Uh, we cover them just like how ESPN will cover LeBron and KD. So we build, uh, we're building this network, sports network, and we're adding like personalities like Chloe, Trey, people like that, like Malik. And we're just, you know, we're doing a dope job. Okay, so that was fantastic. But I've obviously seen you in action, seen the project. Like, give me like the highlight that you've worked with in terms of overtime. Something, some content that you're super proud of that was super dope that really showed off your personality. Oh, of course. Obviously, it's the show that I host. It's called the Overtime Challenge. Uh, I probably did already like 30 episodes of that, which like all the best athletes around the country were rappers like A Boogie, uh, influencers like, you know, Brittany Elena. So that's like our that's like our main show. And so I do. So here's the thing, because I've heard conversations of folks in the media space and the hoops world that maybe see Overtime as sensationalizing youth sports in a way that's not necessarily positive. But mm-hmm. you're on the ground, meeting these kids, yeah. building dope relationships, not just with the kids, but with their families. So how would you counter that train of thought? Like, these kids haven't even necessarily gotten to college yet to really prove if they got a shot to be pros. Yeah. Um, I just feel like in this social media digital age that using social media to your advantage is a plus. And if you have a social media brand and we're trying to, you know, even 
give you more exposure. I don't see why that's a bad thing. Uh, people might say players that might not go to the league and we're covering them are, are trash and stuff, but they're entertainers at the end of the day and they're making people watch these for sure. videos. For sure, for sure. All right, Chloe, so you joined the team. It'll be a year in December? Yes. And your big thing that you put a stamp on is Overtime WBB. Talk to me. So Overtime WBB, that's been our platform really for young women and young girls. Um, Overtime wanted to add a different component. And I had already started an account called She Hoops Network. And it just so happened to fit that the voice is very similar um, and that a lot of stuff that I was doing at the time with She Hoops Network just really fit with the Overtime brand. And so here we are, and now we're trying to get the girl side going. So I know for you, though, you hooped at the University of Maryland. Shout out to the Terps. Okay. Um, and then you were working in the media space before you joined sort of what is new and up and coming and popping and social driven in Overtime. When you made that transition, sort of, like what... Like, what is Chloe in terms of the brand of Overtime? And also, you still do analyst work, right? Absolutely. So, you know, and I talked to you about this. It was a little bit unsettling because I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go the necessarily the traditional media route. But that's kind of, that feels like the only avenue that there is at certain points in time. And I knew I kind of had a gift with this whole social media thing. So being able to combine both. And do my thing in not only the analyst space, but also the social media space to me is a win-win. Because at some point, this whole broadcast thing is going to shift and change. And I think that over time is really at the front of it. For sure. For sure. Okay, so you guys, I love the company because it's so young. Literally, you're engaging with LaMelo Ball, whoever, Fran Believe, Chloe, you know what I'm saying, Zia Cook, whoever. There's a bad rap for these kids these days in terms of their coachability and how hard they want to work. And yeah, Larry, the OT challenge is you having a lot of fun. But in talking with these athletes, what are, what's your take on this generation of athletes? Um, I, what I personally, because I'm, I'm a workhorse, so what I personally appreciate these kids is you got to work hard every day. Just like I'm not an athlete no more, but I work on my craft, which is <laughs> creating videos and producing videos every single day of my life. So I let them know that they really have to put in this work daily, consistently, and um that's really mostly what I preach to them. Has has that hit home? Like, do you see kids working or are they I, worried about being on your challenge? Like, are they working? Across, across the board, I don't I don't see that work ethic. Okay. But a lot of people don't need to put, you know, the videos of them in the lab. Gotcha. Like that's they legit. really put in that work. You know, Kobe didn't do that. Right. That's the gym. That's the gym. Same for you, Chloe? Yeah, I think this generation is a little bit different in terms of you hear a lot about them being entitled. And it is different because they grew up with a phone the entire time. And we didn't. We kind of got into that space. And when I think about them, you know, a lot of these kids, whenever they go to the gym, like they have to be recorded. They're recording themselves. And I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing because to me, it's like if that's what's going to help you get in the gym then okay, maybe that's a different route than kind of how we would be. But as long as you're working on your crafts, I, I think it's great. And I, also don't, and I also see it as like with social media, anybody could see your video. Right. Any Like all you need is one person to see it and one person to offer you a scholarship in, from anywhere, from D2, D1, it doesn't matter. Like if you could get your school paid for, I feel like that's a, that's 
a plus. Like, that's a goal. Speaking of that, Larry, have you guys seen where your engagement with kids and putting them on the overtime platform has led to some of that, some opportunities? A million percent. Uh, really? Yeah, like kids have done an overtime challenge or kids have done a video and now they're getting picked up by other like media outlets to do more videos and it's just it's a snowball effect yeah. and then you know yeah. obviously these coaches are watching these videos so they're like oh damn who the hell is this new kid yeah then you just see the offers flying I, I don't i don't know if we can name people but well we were talking about this the other day niven glover from our takeover event i guess a lot of big schools were like looking at him but weren't necessarily putting the offers out on the table. Mm -hmm. Then they saw some of our videos and that he was at our event and the offers started coming through the roof. And a lot of people blame us for Mac McClung uh, decommitting from Rutgers. Georgetown, shout out to y'all. I'll take that. (laughs) Exactly. So, but before we started covering Mac, he had obviously committed to Rutgers. We started covering him. And then people think that overtime is kind of the reason why he decided to not go to Rutgers and go to Georgetown because he started getting better looks. Or exactly. not better looks, but bigger looks. And more interest. I get it. Bigger I get it. Looks. So here's the thing that I have loved in getting to know you guys. Like, especially for you, Larry. Like, the personality on the challenge doesn't necessarily have anything to do with basketball, but except it being on a basketball court. But you have a love story with the game itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are a consumer of hoops. Like, we get into conversations about kids, about college athletes, about pros. What has basketball been able to do for you? And how did you even start playing? Yeah, so <clears throat> I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I was a baseball player, so I played college baseball. Like, how everybody in this house played basketball, like, really competitively. Uh, obviously, I didn't do what I had to do <laughs> going to college and stuff because I had bad grades, but it's another topic. <laughs> but... Uh, your story, how you oh, got yeah, to basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm from New York, so I grew up... I'm That's the Mecca, right? right. So. Grew up going to the park. I'm not from the generation that we play Fortnite when we go home. Not from the generation we go home and we out to the park. So basketball has been like in my life since I was a five years old, three years old, and just playing ball with my friends. Really, I'm an athlete, so I just love sports. I love competitive nature. It's it's. Does that make you a Knicks fan? Yeah, I'm a Knicks fan. Okay, shout out to I'm a Knicks fan. I feel you. Shout out to MSG. (laughs) Indeed. I'm not even trying to gas Larry up, though, but he's one of those people. You could talk to him about any sport across the board, and he knows his shit. Even on the women's side and even on the guy's side. Like, every single thing across the board, and he knows all the athletes. Do you think that that just came from consuming it, or, like, you've just always been inundated, or is that part of who you are now? Uh, That's... That's been by just consuming it lately because uh, I've been involved uh, with overtime for the last, like, four years. So it got me really understanding high school basketball, just youth sports. I know all, like, the next the next kids that are next yeah. up. Yeah. So just holla at me. If yeah. you, you want to <laughs> <laughs> send the offer out, I got you. But, uh, nah, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a I just I, I think, for me, the energy that surrounds overtime, like, is just so crazy. Even though the target demo is, what, 13 to 18? Uh, is there was, a target demo? Would you say that? Yeah, but... It would say 18 to 25 nowadays. Right. So okay. our primary audience is the millennials, the 18 to, like, 25, like Larry said right now. Even though a lot of people would think it's that younger Gen Z generation, 13 to 18. Okay. But, I, but I do... I get kids that are 8 years old, 9 years old come up to me, so... You, I don't know. I don't know what's our demo. I see kids from eight to thirty-five come up to me. So now the cool thing about this is, and not that you guys needed to be verified, air quotes, but 
Kevin Durant is an investor. Mm-hmm. So there are NBA players who are hip to what you guys are doing. I know you were at All-Star this past year. Yeah, I was. And you got a little bit of love. Tell us about it. Oh, man. All-Star was amazing. It was it was crazy because we were thinking about it. was just like creating something totally different. So we wanted to do like this scavenger hunt. And the way we came up with basically all these ideas was that we were going to tell that the tell tell the viewers that well basically like the the video was like oh you guys wanted me to get an NBA player to throw up the big O so I'm going to get KD to do it so it was just basically like getting the viewers more involved and I feel like that's why that video killed yeah over a million views and these NBA players are seeing my face. KD, when he sees me, he's like, yo, what up, Larry? He follows me on the gram. When Dwayne Wade sees me, he's like, yo, what up, Larry? He follows me on the gram. And his, and his son, we're tight. You know right. what I mean? When James Harden sees me, he don't want to say that my beard is better than his. <laughs> but What's up, little he knows, beard? He knows, he, knows, he knows the stars. So it, it, it's awesome. And it's, it's just amazing opportunities that I get to get, that I get to have. And I just, you know. I love, it. I love it. Like, literally in y'all intro, I was like, we got energy off the charts today on this pod because these two are all about it. Now, Chloe, I know you've worked very hard to kind of create the same thing on the women's side. Right. Um, and Larry's really been the one that's given me the advice. So how he started is he went to a lot of these grassroots AAU tournaments all around so that these kids could see his face. And he said, Chloe, this is what we did on the men's side. We need to be doing the exact same thing on the women's side. And to me, it's kind of like they have already really like drawn out the blueprint right and you know guys and girls are different but essentially if you support people they're always going to notice that and understand that and I think that's what we're trying to do even as far as like reaching out to some of the college players and the WNBA players that I know and just sending out gear to them showing that like yo you're a part of the overtime fam like we want to run content with you and we're trying to get there so what's the vision y'all Larry you've been with the company for four years it has grown leaps and bounds just in that time Women's basketball is now on the team. Y'all got, I don't even know all the overtime accounts. Overtime season, there's football, there's soccer. Like, y'all are making this thing happen. For you guys, if you had to call it, what would you like to see in the next year for the company? In the next year? In the next 365. In the next year, I already feel like we already made, we already made that Overtime France page blow up to like 100,000 followers, India, Canada. So we're really moving more internationally and um probably by then we already probably introduced like china philippines africa and then like uh, a whole like europe i feel like the next thing is international now just so we're clear you guys just recently launched overtime france yep and i just came from paris too. yeah I, check his stories check his gram follow him on youtube like it looked like a lit trip awesome. overtime <laughs> canada is coming or is launched it's already launched okay now is is basketball the primary thing or is it just sports period that will tie all the overtime international franchises together um, it's basketball okay. and it's, it's going to be the front. That's how we started. Right. And that's what we're, when, when, like, that was like our core. And I feel like basketball is like the main sport internationally that's driven by social and that it's like basically like the most known around the world. Got it. So I feel like it's strategic that we just mm-hmm. do it that way with that sport first. So in a year, Overtime International is well established. That would be Larry's wish to a genie. Yeah. All right, Chloe, I'm the genie. You, you, you're the genie? You are. We can rub your head. <laughs> yeah, right. Chloe, what you got? I, well, a couple things. The first is 
I hate explaining what overtime is to like older people. So I got to stop you because the point of having you guys on this pod <laughs> is I don't want my older listeners to be like, overtime is just those kids joking around right. because it's more than that. It's way more than that. Like you guys right. are basketball people. These kids have bright futures. Yeah, they might be young right now, but there's really something at this court. So please explain further. Right. It's so hard though, because if you didn't really grow up with social media, I feel like a lot of that older generation just looks at it so negatively and they don't understand it. And I think even in the journalism world, it's still a little bit of a struggle. It's almost like kind of like TV people look down on it when really this is the next thing. This is what's coming up. And I don't understand why TV people kind of look down on us on on social media platforms because no, we we make it move. We Absolutely. get more views than you. Like mm-hmm. we're giving exposure to these kids. What what's wrong? It's I will say, having kind of dabbled on both sides, it is a medium that has been well established for so long, and just by human nature, to a degree, we're resistant to change. Yeah. And so I think you're right. It takes somebody that kind of grew up with the phone in their hand at ten, twelve, to be like, wait a minute, I don't even buy a television anymore. I'm not paying for cable. Like everything I need is right here. Exactly, and like really, the whole thing of just starting a whole new company and. And it's, it's about changing people's behaviors. Absolutely. And that's why this shit didn't happen overnight. I've been on this grind for a minute. So, right. um, And then just the last thing I really want to say is for me, I'm more so just looking at it like on the girl side within this year. So I do, I want to get to the point where, you know, we cover these girls and they're always like thanking me and thanking overtime, which is great. I love that. But on the guy's side, they're not really like thanking us for that. Right. They just expect it. And I want that to happen for the girls. Like I want the girls to know and expect us to be there at every single game. And this is what we should be doing because this is our job. And sorry that it's taken like the world so long to really understand that it all matters. See, it's crazy because I feel like I always have that conversation around women's sports where there's such a graciousness for coverage, which part of me is like women are just awesome. Like yeah. we're just thankful. But at the same time, we're still sort of climbing that uphill battle of this idea of equality and coverage. We've got more coming up on Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with the Duchess of Overtime and Overtime Larry. But first, a plug for my Pure Hoops Media brothers. The Mike Wise Show drops every Monday, and this week, Mike has the great Chris Mullen of Run TMC fame. Mully is a Hall of Famer, a great storyteller, and shares memories of Larry Bird, Mark Jackson, and many others. This week, Catch and Shoot with Noah and Adam has yet another Hall of Famer, Coach Larry Brown himself. The discussion about Larry's relationship with one of my favorite Hoyas, Allen Iverson, is nothing short of compelling. That show drops each Wednesday. And then on Friday, we've got the Pure Hoops podcast with three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman. Please check out all of our shows, rate them, and review, but most of all, enjoy. All right, so before I get y'all out of here for the next big overtime thing, make sure y'all check out whenever we roll out the Summer Throne, we, because I'm a friend of the yes. overtime family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whenever the Summer Throne rolls out, it's going to be fantastic. But this is how we wrap up Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, the podcast. You're going to pick one, and you're going to give it to me um, how you think it applies to overtime or to basketball if you want to go crazy NBA summer free agency. Your bucket is your A++ thing. This thing was a bucket. I'm hype about it. Let's see some more of it. Your board, think rebound. It's something that when you looked at it at first, maybe not so fantastic, but it has some silver lining to it. And then your block is the trash thing. Get that out of here. We don't want no more of that. So I'm going to leave the selection window open. Y'all can say in regards to overtime, in regards to summer hoops, whatever you've seen recently. 
But you pick one and you give it to me. A bucket, board, or block. Mm. <laughs> Here, let me, let me be my host. I'm, I'm going to go first. I got a bucket. And my bucket is having the opportunity to participate in the Summer Throne with the Overtime crew out in Vegas. We're doing this podcast live. It's fantastic. Well, not live, but like in person, not on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think personally, the way Overtime is doing things is just fresh. It's innovative. It's fun. But I also think having people like you guys at the forefront, Chloe, who competed at a high level, Larry, who's a straight up workhorse, is important because while this may open up a door to have conversations with these kids, to your point, Larry, like... Mm-hmm hey, this didn't happen overnight. And yeah. so I think however you start the conversation is fine, but as long as you're having it, it's important. Okay. All right, so to backpack off that, I feel like my bucket is just being able to work for overtime and work with a lot of just, you know, great people like Monica, like yourself, Overtime, Chloe, Shania, Malik, Trey, a lot of people that, you know, are kind of motivating me to be my best and bringing out my competitive nature. I like it. So you guys better watch out for the summer throw because this shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to keep that same energy surrounding overtime (laughs) and it's a bucket for me because for real, for real, I was unemployed for like two months (laughs) and honestly, I felt like the biggest failure, like I had just finished my master's, like I didn't know what I was doing, like kind of went through like a little bit of depression because it was also the first time in my life without basketball. So shout out to Overtime, and now we're doing this thing, and we're growing this thing. All right, so before I let you go, Larry, because you're our Knicks fan, though, talk to me about free agency. That's a big block, right? Trash. Like, it didn't go well. It was trash. See, yeah, I was, because y'all know. Why, hold on. Did we really not offer KD that match? So listen, Whew. so listen. I've been talking to my friends in New York, and you know, I spent a lot of time with, with MSG. And there, a friend of mine said, and I think this is legit, the Knicks didn't want to deal with Kyrie for a year without KD. Which to me is short-sighted, but you're a New Yorker, New Yorker. Tell me how you felt. I run the uh, washer. Why wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you want two of the best players in the league? It's just like why? You you tell me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Why wouldn't you want KD on your team? I don't care. I would I would offer him a max deal, and he cannot play for two years. I know he's gonna be that. He's that guy. Okay. Come on, he's the best shooter in the league. I agree with you. I agree. All right. I'm not going to get you fired up. Guys, thanks for joining me. He's a beast. He's a beast. And he's a DMV dude. Always got to get my DMV plugs in. For real. That's my guy. Thank you to Overtime Chloe and Overtime Larry. Y'all live it up in Vegas. Yes. Whoop, whoop. All right. Thanks, y'all. All right. Let's go. Time to stick the landing. Thanks to my producer and sidekick extraordinaire, Bruce Bernstein, especially this week for his patience. And then our awesome editor, Ben Wolfen. Please check out our other shows from Pure Hoops Media. The Mike Wise Show has Hall of Famer Chris Mullen this week. Catch and Shoot with Adam and Noah has another Hall of Famer and Coach Larry Brown. And I promise you, his stories about AI are not to be missed. And the Pure Hoops Podcast with BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman drops every Friday. We'll be back next Thursday with Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with me, Monica McNutt. But until then, enjoy your hoops. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt has been a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. 